Yo, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging Podcast. I'm your host, the packaging pastor, Adam Peek. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Adam Peek, P-E-E-K, or on TikTok at Packaging Pastor. And uh, today is the second episode of the March Madness series, where I'm trying to highlight some colleges that are doing some great work in the packaging industry. And Cal Poly San Luis Obispo is certainly doing that. I have their packaging program director and professor Jay Singh on. And I've got to give a shout out actually to our sponsor, Specrite, who is uh, actively and deeply involved in the Cal Poly San Luis Obispo program, uh, among uh, uh, along with many other programs. But uh, they do a lot of work in conjunction with them. Uh, so you can check out uh, specrite.com backslash PKG. And hey, if you want to learn about what the Cal Poly Mustangs have going on, you can go to packaging.calpoly.edu. So it's packaging.calpoly.edu. Go see what they're doing. They've got online programs. They've got in-person learning. They've got all sorts of stuff. Great program. And I think you're going to learn a lot about here with Dr. Singh. So let's get going. All right, this is going to be our second uh, interview. I was telling uh, Dr. Jay Singh, who's here on the podcast before, that I got to interview last week's guest, uh, Robert Meisner from UW-Stout. And apparently, they both really enjoy each other. And maybe one day we'll do a, a collaborative podcast. It sounds like that would be a lot of fun from what, from what Robert said. But I am joined today by Dr. Jay Singh. Jay is the professor, is a professor, and uh, the packaging program director at, uh, let's see, is it Cal Poly San Luis Obispo? Is that the pronoun? Yes, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. There's two campuses. Uh, We are in San Luis Obispo. Oh, where's the second one? Uh, Pomona. So we are part of the... yeah. Yeah, we are part of the CSU system. There's 23 campuses, and there's two that are Cal Poly. There's only two polytechnic campuses. Got it. And for somebody like myself, who is a business student from Colorado State University, what uh, actually my dad, if my dad's listening, sorry, dad, my dad went to Worcester Polytechnic Institute. And I'm realizing right now, I have no idea what polytechnic means. I'm guessing it's like many different technical degrees or what is it? What is polytechnic? That's one way to look at it. You know, so I, I come from India. I came from India, and in India, Polytechnic has, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other parts of the world, Polytechnic has a connotation that it's uh, it's a trade degree. But here in the United States, uh, what I've discovered since my arrival in 1993 is Polytechnic is actually a level above. It's uh, more emphasis on technology. It's uh, more hands-on. Um, so most uh, uh, every college, we have five colleges on campus. Each college has a technology heavy uh, component. So packaging is the one for uh, the College of Business. There's graphic communication and liberal arts. So uh, Polytechnic is essentially a an emphasis on technology, um, which comes in many, many flavors. And uh, um, that that's that to me is what is uh, the essence of uh, Polytechnic. It's learn by doing, it's, you know, getting your hands dirty, working with technologies of the future or, you know, leading to the future. Got it. Got it. So you hinted a little bit at your background. So it sounds like you grew up in India, came to the United States, and I'm sure there's a whole lot of stuff in there. So uh, maybe talk a little bit about your upbringing and, and what brought you to the U.S. Before the call, you said you were a 
military brat and you traveled around, I'm guessing traveled around India a lot. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, it's a uh, pretty unique story. Actually, I, I don't know how unique it is, but it's very unique to me um, uh, in, in terms of where I come from and how my career evolved. Uh, I am from India. I was born and raised. Um, pretty much all my time was in uh, Mumbai. Um, Dad was in the Navy. Uh, so I, I, I am a, what we call a Mumbaiker or Mumbaiite. Um, and uh, did my electrical engineering after my high school. And that was because my dad gave me two choices, you know, as with, uh, I'm stereotype typing, but it was true for my family, you know, become a doctor or an engineer. Got it. I, I, took, I took what I thought was the easier route. I became an electrical engineer. And uh, then uh, one of my close friends uh, decided to move to Michigan State to do his civil engineering, uh, a master's in, in civil engineering. So I followed his footsteps. I came over. I almost started my electrical engineering. I decided to come in the summer. Um, Michigan State had just converted to semesters a year before. So I decided to come in the summer, take advantage of the four-month period, and you know, get comfortable with the culture or whatnot. Um, and it so happened that my friend had a friend who was doing his master's in packaging. I'm like packaging, what do you guys learn to pay boxes? You know, what, what, what can packaging be you know, as a discipline? So I got to meet him, I got a tour. Um, and like I said, you know, electrical engineering was sort of forced on me. Uh, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it, um, but it was not for me. It was not creative enough. Um, not dynamic enough for me. So what I decided to do was uh, take a tour and I was like, hey, there's enough engineering and packaging. Yeah. Though I did lose four years of electrical engineering, the engineering theories, you know, uh, are very much what I wanted to follow up, you know, the designing and testing uh, uh, component of it. So I immediately, before I took a single electrical engineering course, I switched over and, uh, you know, Took my time. Uh, I was. I'm very. Uh, I I don't like to take loans. I don't I like to take loans from even my own family. So I took my sweet time. I enjoyed East Lansing for nine years. Okay. Uh, finished my master's. My professor um, advisor, Dr. Paul Singh, uh, offered me uh, a PhD, an opportunity to do my PhD. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, if you can fund my way through um, definitely so I followed that um, I've been enjoying packaging and then uh, uh, you may know Ed Church um, is the past president he is a close friend of mine and uh, he used to often visit me in my grad office so one day he knocks on my door and says Jay I heard you're looking for a job this was in 2003 so to, you know the 9-11 thing was big and I was an international student here on a visa, student visa. It was difficult. I was overqualified for most positions. Under, you know. um, so I was uh, uh, looking desperately to find a position. And uh, academia was not my priority back then. So uh, Ed Church knocks on my door and he says, hey, I, I, I'm on an advisory board at a packaging program for, uh, on, at Cal Poly. I'm like, Cal Poly? Where is that? San Luis Obispo, where's that? Uh, <laughs> But regardless, uh, he puts me in touch with the then um, director, uh, Larry Gay, who since retired, actually he handed me the baton and retired immediately in 2003. So I applied. 
and uh, was flown here a week after, a week after that, you know, within two weeks of that knock on my door, I had an offer from here. And, uh, you know, I haven't looked back and like the best decision I've made. That's amazing. So it's been 19 years now? Finishing my 19th year, yeah. What What is planned for your 20th? Do you know? Is there going to be a big surprise party? Uh, no, uh, hopefully not. Um, no, it's, it's, you know, uh, work in progress. There's no major milestone. Uh, we, we reach milestones all the time. This, uh, this uh, uh, we just wrapped up uh, the membership drive for a new consortium we have launched uh, on distribution packaging. Um, so there's a, a lot of small milestones, but nothing big planned for, you know, 20 is just uh, before 21. Now, I believe that uh, there are some people at SpecRite, and then I also had like Michelle Enright from Sonos on my podcast. I think I know enough people that we can, I'll, I'll make some phone calls. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, Michelle is a, a good friend. Uh, we have an advisory board. And that's something I inherited from Dr. Larry Gay. And um, it was a handful, I think it was a dozen or so advisory board members. Uh, it's grown to over 40 now, and Michelle uh, Sonos is a big partner. Um, we have, you know, who's who and what's what of packaging. Uh, our basic focus with the advisory board is to, you know, we can't operate in vacuum. We can't keep creating the workforce of the future in vacuum. So give us feedback, help us evolve, and they have done a tremendous job. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I know, uh, like I said, a few folks who are on the advisory board and it's really cool uh, what what you're continuing to build. And I'm sure even after 19 years, you're still feeling, it sounds like just energized and enthusiastic about the future of the program and the future of packaging and uh, and the role that you get to play in it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I wake up, you know, on days I'm not teaching, I could be sleeping in late and, you know, coming to school at, uh, at noon. But I, I spend over 40 hours a week easily on uh, and I, I jump out of bed because I'm excited to be back here even if I'm not teaching because there's so many things that need to be done mm -hmm. so it's uh, it's you know uh, I, I like to joke about it maybe I've found all educators have found a fountain of youth because we keep getting the the fresh you know uh, freshmen coming in the age stays the same of the people we are communicating and interacting with on campus so it's just amazing to see the field of energy uh, on campus every day. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know if you knew this about me, but when I actually got out of college, I was a college pastor. So oh. I was at Colorado State okay. for, I think it was four years, maybe three, four years after I graduated and love the energy of the college campus, the enthusiasm, the the passion. Uh, the conversations I would have with with students was incredible. Um, the whole the whole college experience is is one that, while not everybody necessarily needs it, you know what I mean, um, yeah. or ha has to go that route. I think for those of, for those people who can and um, and are able to, it's it's so tremendous. It's such a coming of age moment. I feel like it is, yeah. and you had it's nine years of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing to see them evolve. And, you know, uh, you talked about Specride, you know, uh, we have so many of our alum working there. 
And it's just amazing to see them evolve every time I uh, read on LinkedIn, hey, somebody uh, uh, graduated five years ago has moved up further. And it's, it's just amazing. It's like our, our kids are growing up and becoming, you know, uh, responsible and, and leading the way. And, you know, some of them are definitely going to be uh, making big impact on the industry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and as we were talking pre-call, uh, one of my family members actually went through the packaging program there at Cal Poly. And I, I had him on the podcast, actually. I did a whole family podcast. So my uncle, uh, his name's Bob Peak. He's, he runs Peak Packaging Solutions down in Carlsbad. And then uh, my two uh, nephews, Miles and Mackie. So Mackie actually went through the packaging program there, which is fun. Yeah, he, he was a star. He was, uh, you know, we still uh, talk about him occasionally. You know, he, he not only was a great student, but he took over our uh, packaging student club called Polypack mm -hmm. and did tremendous things for the program through that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good work, Mackie. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> giving you a virtual high five right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, keep it up. Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's, a, good, he's a good dude. It's funny because I'm, my dad's the oldest in the family and I'm, I'm a decent amount of years older than them. So I always kind of, I always felt like almost not really like an uncle, but it's cool to have seen them grow up and, and, you know, get, get involved in the packaging industry. I think it's really right. awesome. Right. Um, so before we get into some packaging questions about the university, cause I got some questions about Cal Poly, I need you to settle um, something really, really critical. So I've been to India five or six times, but mostly in South India. So who do you think has the better food? Is it South Indian or North Indian food? I don't want to get you in trouble with any no, no, that, your friends or great, relatives, but that's a great question. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I'm glad you had the opportunity to travel to India. It's a, uh, for someone who doesn't know or their knowledge is all based on what they read or you know learn on on media and media it's a completely different world um mm -hmm. i i used to bring uh, mba students to india for uh, two weeks uh, uh, as a um, as a course part of the experience of you know how businesses operate in india so uh, it's very diverse it's you know 5000 year old civilization it's everything is evolved it's chaos to an outsider, if you think about, let's say, traffic, and I'm pretty sure you you got you held onto the seat uh, tightly. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> you know, in some drives. My uh, first time though, my first time I did, but the the, uh, the subsequent times I was I felt like this is pretty organized chaos. Like I I realized yeah. I never saw any accidents. Exactly, and, and that's what I was gonna refer to it. It's it's organized chaos. It's you know to an outsider, it's chaotic. Uh, and you can YouTube, you know, videos about, oh my God, there's a cow on the road or whatever it is. Uh, that's, you know, part of uh, being Indian and you get used to it. Um, it is progressing tremendously. And, and of course, you know, as with some other countries, uh, politics and, and uh, um, corruption, they do hold us back, but you, know, you cannot grow. You cannot take incremental steps immediately uh, mm -hmm. if you are so held back to the legacy. So um, back to your question about diversity um, in food, um, you know, we have 1500 languages and dialects. Yeah, I still refer, I'm an uh, American Indian or Indian, uh, American of Indian origin, Asian Indian. Um, we got 1500 languages and dialects. You talk to, uh, ask any Indian from India, how many languages they know, I would be, 
I would be uh, very comfortable in saying they'll know at least two or three and English on top of that. So um, same goes with food. Um, you know, there's a, you can separate India. That's how we in, in India refer to India as you're South Indian, I'm North Indian. And I don't know where that line is drawn. It's the, the invisible line, but um, food in the North was very influenced by the raiders. You know, we've had uh, uh, rulers from various uh, uh, parts of the world um, mm -hmm. for little time or long time. And that's influenced the food. In the North, it's very influenced by um, Persian, um, uh, you know, and, and some uh, in the Northeast part, some Chinese um, uh, cuisine. Broadly speaking, North and South, uh, less complicated food in North, more complicated food in the South. And by complicated, I mean the way it's cooked, the number of spices used, uh, et cetera. Uh, and, um, while I'm on the topic, you know, don't ever refer to curry. Curry is a generic term. We have thousands of curries. If you say I had Indian curry today, which Indian curry did you have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no magic curry powder that will convert any uh, soup into That's a curry. Uh, it's just a sauce. Uh, so South Indian food, um, yeah, I, I grew up uh, at the, in the middle, you know, Mumbai Falls, sort of like San Luis Obispo, it's central right. uh, to California. I thought you'd be, you'd be an expert on the topic. Yeah. So, uh, no, um, I, I, and being in the military, my dad, you know, we, we had friends and uh, very close friends uh, throughout my um, uh, growing up period of, from various uh, states, various uh, uh, tastes. So um, I love South Indian food. I love North Indian food, but I would not pick one or the other uh, okay. because it depends on what my mood is to eat. You know, if I go to the Bay Area here, I look for South Indian food because there's so much diversity there. Okay. Um, North Indian food, I cook, we cook at home. So um, it not seems like as, there's more, at least in Utah, there's more North Indian restaurants than there yeah. are. But, but I think you did nail it with, people are like, I thought this was a packaging podcast and we're, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking hey, about that, And <laughs> that, that has uh, deep roots in the packaging related to it, right? Um, you, you'll true. find increasingly, uh, you know, uh, Indian curries being made available at all retail stores, you know, including club stores. You can find chicken tikka masala with rice, you know, just throw it in the microwave, you can heat it. Um, you know, one so dish it, that I haven't found, though, that I wish I could find. I don't know if this is just in like the Chennai area or not, but we had a dish called Chicken 65. Uh -huh. and It was incredible. And I'm yeah. like, how has this not made its way to the U.S. like uh, butter chicken or tiki masala or something like that? Yeah, all three of the things that you talked about, chicken 65, butter uh, chicken, these all evolved in the U.K. Yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah. So they, they were uh, created in the U.K. and uh, because uh, there was a heavy uh, influence of India, um, jewel in the crown thing. Um, and... Um, you can't, you know, some of those things you can't find uh, everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you go to a, a North Indian restaurant, you 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 very likely will get the chicken tikka masala or butter chicken. Chicken sixty five is a little more. Um, it's not on every menu. Yeah, I've I've noticed, uh, but I've tried. Yeah, I've certainly tried. Well, hey, let's. Uh, so I want to get into you're you're here at Slow. 
Uh, it's a it's a beautiful. I got to imagine when you went from no not not saying anything negative about East Lansing, but there's a difference between San Luis Obispo, California, and East Lansing, Michigan. And so, it, when you when you get to the campus, when you go there for the first time, were you just like I was? Because I was like this city is incredible. Like I love this like the the proximity to the beach, the wineries, the the little downtown area was cool. I saw the place where you put gum on the wall. Yeah. Kind of gross, but <laughs> it's like all of it. It was just a cool, like, beach college town. It was awesome. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I, I love, I, I am still nostalgic about East Lansing because to me, uh, coming here as a grad student, that was my exposure to the American culture, to America. So I still, in my heart, consider East Lansing to be my hometown in the U.S. You know, uh, first nine years of my life here in the U.S. were there. And I, I feel nostalgic uh, often. Um, every opportunity I get, I try to go back there, not uh, being getting rarer. Uh, but having said that, you know, California was, I, I had been visiting California as a student to uh, one of my good friends lived here in the Bay Area. So I was used to, I knew a little bit about California, but San Luis Obispo is a hidden gem. It's you know, mm -hmm. not what a, an average person who hasn't, who has maybe has been to California thinks about California. It's not that. Right. Completely unique culture, um, very laid back. Um, we've been uh, uh, called or we've been listed as the happiest place in America. I think main reason for that is there's a healthy blend between urban and rural life. When I drive up to school, I see goats, I see cows, I see the latest, you know, uh, IT technology building, uh, uh, all while I'm driving to school. So, uh, you know, and you mentioned the, the beaches, the, in 30 minutes, I could be at four different beaches. Right. And speaking yeah. of, those beaches are almost private. There's nobody there. You know, it's, it's like, except for maybe big holidays. You can go enjoy uh, anything here. We are surrounded by seven hills. So we have our own microclimate. You know, most of our days are sunny. Our temperatures rarely go beyond 80 degrees. And uh, at night it comes down to maybe 40, 50 degrees. So works out perfect. Um, yeah, it was, aside from the bar scene, I, I did I did uh, enjoy the, the bar scene in East Lansing. You know, I, it can't be rivaled. Uh, they do know how to uh, party there. Okay, um, I didn't know. I mean, I, I kind of assumed, but uh, that 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 makes sense. But I've I've never heard somebody say the bar scene in East Lansing is. Oh, it's, it, it was amazing. Okay. Um, uh, so out here, everything is different, including the bar scenes. They seemed very laid back when I came here, which was you know there was less energy uh, from you know immediate transplant from East Lansing, but. You get to enjoy it. You get to it's, it's quiet taste, and you just love it. And the microbreweries and the wineries in the area, just amazing. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the program there. Um, you know, I knew a little bit about about it from when Mackie was going through school, and uh, even in my previous job when I worked for WS Packaging, we had a uh, printing facility there that did a bunch of wine labels. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd, I'd go out there a few times, but um, I guess I um, I think that you hear a lot about MSU, right? Like that's a that's a big it's a big packaging program or Clemson or RIT. Um, I'm hearing more and more about 
you know, yourself and Stout and, and other programs. So what, I mean, aside from location, you know, what, what kind of separates you or differentiates slow from some of the other universities? Yeah, uh, great, great question. I was hoping you would bring this up. Uh, you know, Cal Poly, uh, what I inherited uh, in 2003 was a budding program, had five, six courses, offered a minor. Um, and it has grown in leaps and bounds. Uh, what, what's very unique about our program here at Cal Poly is, first of all, you know, we are in a business college. There is no other packaging program that I know of that's in a business college. And to me, that's a strength. Uh, all our student, undergraduate students have to take, uh, you know, econ, you know, intro or maybe mid-level econ, finance, HR courses, which are very critical for a professional in the packaging industry. Uh, and what, uh, if you go up uh, or go a little deeper into our program, our program's called Industrial Technology and Packaging. So uh, the industrial technology uh, program is what I got into. And uh, about eight years ago, we changed our name to industrial technology and packaging because packaging is a, a big component of the program. Again, uh, with industrial technology, we have some uniquenesses. There are, I know a lot of uh, other programs that are in a technology program, applied engineering kind of programs, including Stout and RIT. Um, so that gives us an additional strength where we, the industrial technology side has supply chain, logistics, lean operations, manufacturing, designing. So that all is something that our students have to take. Um, in terms of the uh, undergraduate courses that are offered anywhere in the country, we pretty much have every course that any program offers. You know, there are some outliers but we cover all the basics. We have, uh, I believe at last count, it was 14 courses. And then we have 11 master's uh, program courses. Um, and, and the way we are, again, unique is our BS degree is not in packaging. It's in industrial technology and packaging. So what we do here, we, our minor is thriving, which we, we are very proud of our minor because that gives opportunities to food science, graphic communication, business students, to learn just enough on top of their major to get, and, and there's a lot of success stories there. Uh, what we offer in the business college are two concentrations. Concentrations basically uh, require them to take additional six courses in packaging. And we offer in our industrial technology and packaging program, um, packaging technology as a concentration. That's where they are, you know, they're taking the business courses, they're taking supply chain manufacturing, lean courses, and then taking the packaging courses. We offer another concentration to business administration students called consumer packaging. You can think of that as a um, business heavy packaging just right concentration um, and quite a bit of focus on marketing there. Uh, our industrial technology and packaging concentration, packaging technology can be thought of as technology heavy business just right. So what, we, what I really appreciate here is uh, the support from top down on being able to customize that. I think academia or education cannot be cookie cutter. You know, uh, it needs right. to evolve. It needs to be you know, forward thinking. And we are able to do that, keep up. And that's mainly because we are very uniquely situated. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, and you also offer, at least I've seen on LinkedIn, 
you offer certificates, is that correct for for people who maybe like myself who got got a degree, graduated, we're working, and we want to level up our our own understanding of certain aspects. Yeah, of that. we do. Um, so four years ago, five years ago, now we launched a um, online, hundred percent online, Master of Science in Packaging Value Chain degree um, and professional certificates associated with it. This was, you know, uh, though I had a role to play in the undergrad concentration development and approvals, this master's program is what really gave us a clean slate. You know, what, what would you want a professional to be able to do? Science and technology is definitely central focus, uh, but there are a lot of peripherals, you know, uh, that our students need to understand uh, data analytics finance, uh, marketing, manufacturing, supply chain logistics. These are all courses that we added to it. So for people who are not interested in a complete MS degree, they have opportunity to apply for five different professional certificates. They're all made up of three courses, which are by the way, the same courses are MS. These are not special courses. Uh, a certificate student sits in the virtual classroom with the same with the MS students, and you can you know get a certificate in um, uh, uh, packaging logistics, uh, packaging supply, uh, data analytics, packaging supply chain, packaging design. So for those that are not interested in uh, a degree but want to further their knowledge or you know just refresh their knowledge, yes, we offer five professional certificates. That's great. Uh, I only have a few more questions for you. So this has been an awesome, awesome conversation. I can't wait to come out and, uh, and and meet you in person sometime. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite, absolute favorite places on the planet to go to. So uh, my my first question is, how do people learn more about what you're doing there at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo? Is there a website or something that is is easy to get information on? Uh, the, the, we do have websites, uh, but we are, uh, as of a uh, year, two years now, we are revising all our websites. So our, our packaging website is, it's available, but it's not uh, done yet. Not done. Okay. Uh, but if anybody wants more information, uh, they can just Google Cal Poly packaging or contact me, uh, at jasingh at calpoly.edu. Okay. J-A-S-I-N-G-H. Um, I'll be happy to, uh, uh, talk more or send information, um, brochures, et cetera, about our uh, program. Okay. And my last question, this is part of this uh, idea that I had, and I did it last year, and I interviewed a lot of uh, current packaging students in the month of March because I am a big basketball fan. I love the game of basketball. And so obviously, it, and is there, I don't even know this, is there a basketball program at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo? Yeah, uh, there yeah. is. Okay, okay. Uh, and there's, there's, there's a, a good, good uh, athletes on campus, uh, but we are in a different uh, class, uh, you know, coming from Michigan State. Um, then MSU. That's, that's yeah. another thing I miss uh, about Michigan State is the, the big uh, sports. We do have, we do have, uh, you know, our baseball team is likely the best uh, amongst all uh, uh, programs here. We have soccer. Um, basketball, football, okay. but they're, they're in a different division. So uh, clearly the Mustangs will not uh, beat the Spartans in basketball, right? That's probably fair to say. 
Well, uh, uh, you got to motivate them, and then you know you never know. But yes, yeah, it'll be a safe bet. But let's just say that Tom Izzo is amongst the greatest coaches of all time. Yes, definitely. But since I did just have, and I did not ask Robert this from UW Stout, who do you think would win between Stout and and Slow? Who do you think wins that game? Uh, Wow, he put me on the spot. You know, uh, whoever's had the best Indian curry. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. So pregame, pregame meal goes a long way. They just exactly have, just find, yeah, we'll just find Indian curry. Yeah, and <laughs> that's awesome. Are there any? Uh, so uh, this is sorry. You mean you may or may not know this, but so Stout has a few students who are in the packaging program who are on the basketball team or who are athletes. Is there much of a crossover there between yeah, athletes and packaging? Yeah, no, we we we've had uh, the the football captain. Um, he got a packaging concentration. We've had a lot of uh, football players, baseball, and this other extra, you know, uh, we have swimmers, uh, world-class uh, kite uh, uh, boarders. Wait, you said so, kite boarders? World-class yeah. kite boarding? Yeah, we had, uh, at one point we had, I think he was ranked number two or three in the world. Wow. Um, so we, we yeah, it, that's what we draw here. You know, and his, uh, his uh, we do a senior project to uh, uh, wrap up the undergrad program. And he made some, he rapid prototype a part that he was not comfortable with, you know, wasn't being made available easily. So he created, and he's working for a, a, an athletic gear company now. Oh, he, awesome. it was, yeah, it was funny. He used to, uh, yeah, I get requests. So I got to go to New Zealand uh, next week, Dr. Singh, can I be excused uh, from the test? I'm like, why are you going to New Zealand? Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I got sponsored to come there and do a workshop on kiteboarding, like go. Oh man, we'll make up. We'll make up. Uh, that experience can't be duplicated, right? Right, right. Education you, comes first, but you know he's not asking for a month off. He's asking for a week off. That's well, yeah, and part of education is uh, that. That's right. also part of education. It sounds like you've been able to do that with uh, some trips to India, and I'm sure there's other international um, experiences. Uh, you told me before the call that isn't all of your every professor there is a. It was an international student who came to the U.S. Yeah, my, my team, our team here is uh, uh, five uh, tenure tenure track uh, uh, professors who all have PhDs from Michigan State, and uh, and uh, another, we have an instructor who has a master's in packaging from Michigan State, and uh, all of us came uh, to the U.S. as graduate students. Uh, we do have uh, our lab technicians from South Africa. And he came here as a you know, professional who moved to the U.S. And then so our team is 100 percent international, born outside of the U.S. I'm, I'm very proud of uh, that fact because all of us have assimilated. All of us came here by choice mm-hmm. and, and are thriving. You know, we found our niche and we all are passionate about packaging and. You know, it just leads to a. Uh, a bitter, you know, a little bigger scope of uh, or perspective of the world. No doubt, no doubt. I, I know in my international travel, it's been one of the greatest experiences of my life, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, well, uh, Doctor Jay Singh or Jay, as you had me call you, <laughs> I really, I've really appreciated this time uh, taking you know half an hour out of your day to sit down with me. Hopefully. And now that it seems like there's a level of normalcy returning to travel and um, and that whole part of of the world, uh, 
the the COVID stuff. We didn't even talk about it. It's one of the first interviews in a while that I haven't been like, let's talk about COVID's impact on blah, 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 blah. So that feels good. Didn't come up naturally. Um, but you'll have to take me out to your favorite uh, Indian food restaurant there in, in uh, Slow, and it'll be, we'll have a, we'll have an awesome time. So yes, definitely. Uh, any, anybody wanting to learn a little bit more about what they have going on there, you can just go uh, search for Cal Poly San Luis Obispo packaging, or as uh, Jay mentioned, you can say, send an email to J-A-S-I-N-G-H at Cal Poly dot edu they've got an incredible program there uh you you do some work on linkedin as well you're a great follow there so recommend people look you up on on linkedin also so thank you once again jay so much for being appreciate it adam hey that wraps up another edition of the people of packaging podcast it would mean so much if you would like and share rate review subscribe because we want to change the world because we believe that packaging is awesome.